Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. episode of Sheologian. We're here today to put the her in manure. <laughs> oh, I was certain I knew what you were going to say. Oh, what was I going to say? I thought you were going to say wallower. Oh, I didn't Wallow know. her. Is that a word? Wallower. 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 Is that a word? I mean, I not that I'm suddenly insisting on the rules. Right. But... I don't know. I I thought about putting the the she well so my dad the uh the Greek word for like complaining. It is a word. It's a word. Uh-huh. So in the New Testament when Paul talks about like grumbling and complaining, the word is gungasmu. I know I've oh, told this. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I've told this on the show before, but it's been a while. So all week I've been just thinking about my dad would be like and we'd be in the car or something, and we, my brother and I would be sitting in the back, and my dad would be like, do I hear Gungus mooing back there? <laughs> so, like, all week I was like, Gungus moo is the Greek word. Gungus right. mooing is not, that's not, right. it doesn't matter. We but make we up do words. this thing in English where yeah. we, <laughs> yeah, we just add things here and there, yeah. but the... The meaning we is colonize. still, yeah, <laughs> just colonizing words, just taking, <laughs> appropriating them. You know, uh, my name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, this thing happened today where I was like, I have to talk to Joy about this. Oh, and I would pay myself ten dollars if I could remember what it was. <laughs> oh no, I don't remember, but I do want to ask you. This wasn't it. Um, if you have caught any of the Christianity Today, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. I have not. Uh, Jerry recommended that to yeah. me. Okay. Yeah, I listened I to saw it. you commenting on it. I saw you saying something about it. Um, I, something ornery. I mean. Right. It's very Scottish of me or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's um, very well. I mean, they obviously, it's like top level production, production stuff doing okay. a fantastic job uh and i think they are i haven't finished listening to it and i just um i don't know that i will because uh i just don't think it's worth my time and it's not it they're doing a great job right um on the reporting but i think that many of the people involved in the show they they're doing a show about a pastor who disqualified himself right who maybe i think the show is trying to illustrate maybe wasn't even qualified in the first place mm-hmm. um but he's definitely disqualified right. uh and um it affected a lot of people and uh it is a very sad story but so they're talking about a wolf they're treating him like he's a wolf. 
Um, but my problem is that most of the people, a majority of the people being interviewed, um, I would consider a wolf or somebody who um, supports mm-hmm. wolves that are currently right. influential mm-hmm. and still writing and pastoring. And yeah. So I have a hard time. I just really doubt I'm going to dis- I'm going to agree with their conclusions on the matter mm-hmm. because they themselves I think right. some of them are wolves, and I think some of them, they might not be wolves, but they're definitely deceived. Right. And I really doubt that the way forward that they're going to propose is something that I would agree with for that reason. Right. So anyway, I'm not saying I won't finish it. I'm saying that I'm not super interested in those sets of opinions, uh, and they're they're... They know how to put a, go- a podcast together. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Yeah. So is that your unrecommendation? <laughs> um, it, it. I'm saying that I, if someone was like new to the faith or not super discerning, I would not want them to listen to this podcast. Okay. Because I think you have to be very discerning because many of the people speaking on the podcast are deceived or deceivers okay um and so while i think they are so just because they're making well i mean that means that just shows you have to look at someone's entire body of work anybody can identify Um, a problem right here's the thing with mark driscoll pretty much any an unbeliever could identify well we're we're (laughs) surrounded by secular humanists that have made accurate observations about the human brain I think and like all yeah. kinds of stuff. I think stuff. they are completely capable of diagnosing the problem. I also think you'd have to be kind of an idiot not to be able to diagnose right. the problem if you look at what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and I, like many of the things that they've said in these opening couple of podcasts I've listened to, I completely agree with. But like when you're using like Ed Stetzer as a baseline, we're not on the same page. Right. Like Ed Stetzer and I might agree. Mark was inappropriate and he disqualified himself, Mm -hmm. but we might not agree on all the reasons why or what to do about that moving forward. Right. Um, And so, and I just think they're also taking like really cheap shots at Calvinism. And I think that I, I personally think this podcast is going to be a fertile seed bed for growing other things that are going to be, really nasty in the future okay and i'm not gonna say more than that at the moment but anyway well very interesting i don't know if we've ever started um started a podcast with a prediction from summer i bet we have (laughs) i bet it was also weird (laughs) i was gonna say that was very um that was very like dl of you you came on and you were like, I suspect something nefarious is going on. <laughs> and then you talked about it for a few minutes and I, it's yeah. basically like your dad. Welcome. Doing the- <laughs> well, I am entering into my old age. So, that's what you I know, got. the age where you learn that you ju- are just like your parents. <laughs> yeah. that's the age (laughs) well i did have several people ask like what we thought about the podcast yeah and i think exactly what i just said and 
it's very interesting and well done. And that's, let's see what happens next. Well, and really, I mean, honestly, I, I would say most of the, or maybe there's most of a certain type of podcast I listen to is not produced by Christians. So yeah. um, I'm kind of used to wading through like, things a little bit. But. Here's the deal. Christianity Today loves the Enneagram, hates Calvinism. Right. We're not on the same page. Right. We are not on the same page. Yeah. CT and I are not on the same page. So can we just say... Mm-hmm. Their brand of Christianity is so alien to me that I just goodbye. <laughs> I don't. Bye-bye. Good job, but also goodbye. <laughs> it's fair. It's measured. It's respectful. Best. Best. I wish you all the best. 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 <laughs> anyway, yep. Okay. All right. Well, yep. um, you're right. <laughs> I am Joy. <laughs> and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And uh, I also had that time that we just spent talking about that mm-hmm. to come up with something. Mm. Well, to remember what I was going to talk to you about. Perfect. <laughs> um, so I think the lesson that we continue to learn is write things down. Yes. And um, the other lesson that we can learn is that we will always think we don't need to write things down. Oh, wait, every time. So we need to learn the lesson <laughs> that that's false. <laughs> that little voice inside your head uh-huh. that says, I'll remember this. Right. It's a deceiver. Oh, yeah. It's a liar. Yes. Like, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> when you say to yourself, <laughs> I need to write that down. And that little voice <laughs> just say, get behind me. Get behind Get thou behind because and you write it down. You write it down just like it's going to be fine. Yep. Just like any of us on a random sticky note or Mm -hmm. in a Mm -hmm. note taking app on your phone or whatever. Write it down. So I'm just going to read to you the last couple things I've written in my notes app because this is what I open. Okay. To remember things. So we have mouth. Oh, I have a question for you after this. Okay, Okay, perfect. Here's the last couple things I wrote. Mouthwash, Misha and the Wolves, Coco Dinosaur Boba, Setting Spray, Light Sour Cream, Dawn Power Wash, That's Annoying, Pencils, Turkey Bowls, (laughs) Travel Items, question mark. (laughs) How do you feel about Dawn Power Wash? This is not the other question I had for you. Obsessed. So great. I'm obsessed with Dawn Power Wash. It just cleans everything. It cleans everything and it smells so good. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness gracious. Buying Dawn Power Wash was like a life changer for me. I cleaned out. I cleaned the inside of my dishwasher this week. I took the rack out. Oh, it was horrifying. It was disgusting. I needed a mask. I honestly needed a mask. It's the first time I've ever needed a mask. (laughs) I needed a mask. I cleaned out. I pulled up the strainer. I took out the little thingamajigger bob. Mm -hmm. I got a little, ooh, just thinking about the texture of the brown things. Oh, no. I got in between those rubber pieces with the Dawn Power Wash. And then when I was done with it all, and I was gagging the whole time. 
when I was done with it all, put it all back together. Then I filled up a big thing with vinegar, oh, and ran, ran a hot through. wash, and I cannot even tell you the lifestyle change that has come from this. But I really am feeling my lunch, <sighs> trying to meet the when outside world. When you spray about that it. foam, oh, it's you just, just you're like I know the. It's like those little <laughs> bubbles are my soldiers. Yes, <laughs> bubble soldiers. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Fight. Oh, it was such a fight to the death. Yes, it was. It was a real. You got to do it. You seriously wear a mask and get some gloves and get a little toothbrush and get in those little corners. And you know, I mean, here at the end of the day, like you washing your dishes in that. I know. I know. That's one of those uh, um, cognitive dissonance things. Yeah, that you want to ignore. That's why they cover up all that nasty stuff, right? Like under a nice little plastic tube. Yes, they just like. Build a thing that you just pop over it. And they're like, yeah, don't look at any of that gross no, stuff. No, definitely look at it and get it all out. Oh, no. I'm going to, I didn't even tell you the worst of it. But anyway. No, all, we're going to get a lot of voicemails on this. All I think. that to say, you know, get down. But just do. Get into do your dishwasher. The, get the power wash. Clean it out. If you did this one every It's your four, emotional support cleaner. It is. Because you'll need it. It covers, it helps cover the smell. So get that Dawn power wash. And it's like wash. thick so it can cover up. Maybe just pick up the thing, spray. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and kind of like don't listen. Look. If you ain't ever cleaned your dishwasher out, it's not gonna go like that. You gotta, y'all need to gird your loins and prepare for war because it's not good. Sounds in there. like it's not good. Sounds like some people just need new dishwashers. <laughs> They've been watching too many cakes. Yeah, too many inside their oh, dishwasher. Is that what, you're what gonna I was tell gonna me? tell you? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Did you find slash it? all of you? <laughs> just so you know, there is an ad, a current ad. Where a guy, it's a guy, so if for the sake of the per- commercial, the guy is pretending to be the dishwasher. Okay. Like there's a cabinet, like a kitchen cabinet with okay. a little space. Yeah. And there's some people talking. Yeah. And like talking about the dishwasher. Okay. And then the guy is underneath in the little crevice <laughs> and they hand him cake no and then he eats it yes and devours it and gets rid of it where did this come from where did this selling point come from who was like you can wash an entire cake out the one food you're not leaving leftovers of is cake on your plate (laughs) honestly you know how there's always just like so much (laughs) cake around your house (laughs) everybody's like no one's ever eating any cake no one's ever eating it. Whenever I have cake, we just can't even get through it. <laughs> so we just toss what's left in the dishwasher. Love the trash. So anyway, for all of you that have been throwing cakes in your dishwasher, this is your week to buy Dawn Power Wash, some cheap toothbrushes, and really get in there. And you're going to need gloves. You might need a hazmat suit, depending on how long it's been. For, for me, part of it is that my kids help so much with the dishes, but they're kids. Right. So a lot of food ends yeah. up in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And so then it gets backed up and it creates problems. But anyway. Right. All that to say, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. Just clean your dishwasher. And, you know, you're going to feel like you really have it all together <laughs> after you've done this. Is that? But do you remember what the other thing was you were going to ask me? No. Well, that was the Did cake you write thing it down? was what I was going to tell you oh. about. 
But I did have another question, which okay. actually kind of was answered, which was oh. that like, what are what tends to be the common theme of the notes you oh. leave for yourself? Yeah, I don't know. Was there a theme? Things things I needed to buy, right. like sour cream, mm-hmm. and then um, I saw this boba place that I wanted to take Janny to because it's dinosaur. Oh yeah, that's boba. right. You were telling me about that. And then somebody recommended Misha and the Wolves, I think is a documentary somebody told me to watch. And I was like, I will never remember what you just said. So I'm going to write it down. I haven't looked into it. I don't know anything about it. I just vaguely remember someone telling me to watch it. Um, so. So just. Right. I haven't. Okay. I haven't yet. In case anybody's wondering. <laughs> Have I? I did get the power wash and the pencils on my weird list but <laughs> anyway um well you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475 i want to remind you guys where to buy your coffee so yeah. uh we are partnered with mission first coffee and they are they exist to sell you coffee and to support missions and mission work and missionary work and we know them all personally so my thing with supporting missionaries the reason why I in the past have had a hard time with it is I've just heard too many stories of like missionary societies taking all this money and then it not actually going towards missions or church planning and it's like been a big racket and so that like really bothers me all the money goes to the infrastructure right to generate money for missionaries but then not a lot of it actually goes to the mission is my money actually helping you know what i mean so anyway because we know them and we know what they're doing and we know the mechanics of what they're doing we've partnered with them so if you go to missionfirstcoffee.com slash sheologians that's where you can get your coffee and i I really do recommend it the coffee is actually good it's specialty oh, yeah. coffee. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we know the roasters too. Yeah, and it's just they make it's, good coffee. We can recommend it all around, and if it turns out that you hate it, uh, money back guarantee. They'll send. They'll give you yeah. your money back. You mm-hmm. won't hate it, but you, you know, won't. it's good. Missionfirstcoffee.com dot slash theologians. All right. Um. Hey. So. I think the timing of this episode is hilarious. <laughs> And that's how it usually is. Well, usually when we pick our topic, I just kind of get ready. There's always to learn something a lot funny. about that. There's always something funny about it. Um, like, like, are you sure you want to do an we... episode on patience this week? <laughs> I right. I don't know if I'm ready. Right. And then also, um, it's just funny how often, because we plan, we pick our topics months in advance and then yeah. like just it's funny i don't know maybe it's that thing of like you're wearing a red shirt and you notice everybody else wearing red shirts right but or it's you like, decide you finally decide you're gonna get a new car and you like know what kind of car you want and then you start seeing them everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. it's like whenever we release our episodes it's just the timing of them is always funny for whatever mm-hmm. reason because that's what something is going on <laughs> related to this yeah somebody else is talking about it anyway it's fun uh but I wanted to talk about wallowing because it's a sometimes I think a distinctly feminine art form. Not that men are not also wallowers. Right. Uh, but I have been so uh, encouraged lately not to wallow. 
and I, I have, have increased sensitivity toward it. Right. Um, that I think is a real blessing and that's the spirit. That's not my own work. That's for sure. Um, but one of the reasons I've, I've been sensitive to the idea of wallowing is that I think so much of what's happening in evangelicalism right now is a big fat wallow. And, uh, I think maybe even some of, hate to say it, um, lament is a really like, is like a command right now. Like if you go on Twitter or you read Christianity Today or anything coming out of IB Press, it's like there's a lot of stuff about lamenting, like lament, 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 lament. And I don't, I don't understand how uh, this is some, I don't understand why this has taken such a foothold, but I do think, I do think that what a lot of people are actually encouraging others to do when they say lament, lament for this, lament for that. Let's have a day of lament. Like, I think they're actually encouraging wallowing and not a biblical godly lament, Mm -hmm. which is a thing. Um, and there is a difference and we'll talk about that. Um, and you know, lamenting, uh, really is just the expression of a deep grief or sorrow and since we live in a fallen broken world there will be many opportunities for you to lament Mm -hmm. in this life no Mm -hmm. matter what your circumstances are um you you will experience someone dying and in the new testament jesus lamented when his friend died and we have a whole book in the old testament called lamentation i mean we've got lament um so there's a book called Lamentations. Ecclesiastes is also not the most positive <laughs> book. <laughs> I do want to say that there's only 27 verses throughout the whole Bible that have the word lament in it, though. And 27 is not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there are far more verses about being bold, being courageous, right. being joyful, singing, praising, mm-hmm. many, many, many more. Mm-hmm. Um, about encouraging and commanding to live in that kind of way but whatever my point isn't (laughs) i don't generally approach the bible and go well there's 27 verses of this and there's two verses of this therefore that's not my point there's there's less than five (laughs) verses about getting married so Um, that's no marriage for me not the point (laughs) that i'm making but i do think you know when you start talking about lament people are gonna be like well it's biblical and it's like well okay lament is in the bible but what does that mean Right. And how are you, are you lamenting in a way that's in line with scripture or are you wallowing? Right. Because they're two very different things. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. Like chasm. Yeah. And you can, you can basically expect that if the Bible says to do something and not do something, there's going to be some practical. Uh Uh-huh wisdom wisdom and information given in regards to how to do that um obviously because we don't yeah we i mean that's just sort of the basic this is just like basic bible but sometimes like you can like you can it can be appropriate to lament and it can be appropriate more often to be joyful Mm -hmm. so those two things exist at -hmm. the same time yeah and everyone's okay (laughs) Right. Um, and it, it, 
tends to be the obsession with lamenting that we see Red currently Red right now. Yeah. And once you add that little qualifier obsessive, <laughs> I think lamenting earns itself a new word. Mm-hmm. It's no, like you said, it's no longer mm-hmm. proper mm-hmm. Um, lamenting. Mm-hmm. It is wallowing. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and uh, I was thinking about this too, in context of the covenanters mm-hmm. now, when I think when people want to make a case for lament, like as a way of life, yeah, they would say, well, in the Bible, you see lament over death, lament over sin and sin and death are two things. Sorry, everybody. Um, that are always with us. I mean, happening all the time. So if we are, those are the two, whether someone tells you this or not, or admits it to you, those are the two things that most people <laughs> are wallowing in mm-hmm. sin and death. Yeah, yeah. Those two, the fear of those two things, yeah. the grief that comes with those two things. And they may be simultaneously celebrating their sin, but the reason why they have mental health yeah. issues is because they are, they're in mourning. Right. But, over sin and death. Right. <laughs> well, but that's what challenged me in thinking about this with the covenanters. And as you guys know, we just read that in book clubs. So we've been talking mm-hmm. about it a lot when reading about the covenanters. Um, and that story in particular of one of the covenanters who, you know, he's been beaten, bloodied, uh, injured and, uh, unjustly thrown into jail, persecuted, and he's about to be executed and things are rough and he's in jail with all these physical, I mean, he's like dying already Mm -hmm. and then he's about to be executed and his mom comes to him and she's so sad. This is her only son that survived and she's all brokenhearted. And he tells her like, yeah, it's hard. And then he sees how she's like, that makes her sad to hear that. And then he just starts going on about all this stuff that's, that he has to praise God for and how he's too busy worshiping God to wallow or be depressed. And just or- so you guys know, I'm pretty sure he, they used the boot on him. Yeah. So they used the boot on him, then they threw him in jail, which in case, I, um, just so you guys know what that means. But, well, actually, I'll just say the way that it was described in the book mm-hmm. is that his leg was pulp. When they were done with it. Yeah. yeah. So his he's not just in jail talking to his mom. Right. Um, right. He is dying he yeah. they have left him he's been tortured horribly to be in the most pain you could even possibly imagine and my thought here is that he was not he was in prison in those conditions and he not it's not even that he wasn't just wallowing he wasn't even lamenting right like, yes. he was saying i'm so caught up in the joy of the lord yeah. and in worshiping him that he wasn't even lamenting. Yeah. Now that's not to say that the Covenanters didn't have plenty of lament right. over the absolute wickedness that was going on in Scotland. But over and over, when you're reading of their last days and their last accounts and their last words, like they weren't getting up to the hangman's gallows and like lamenting. Like they mm-hmm. were getting up to the hangman's gallows and they were like singing the hundred and third psalm mm-hmm. and they're reciting Romans eight and they're praising God and Um, so that, anyway, that challenged me, uh, to think like, 
the Covenanters really changed the world. And it and they weren't lamenters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they weren't wallowers. And they were content in conditions that I think our cushy 21st century selves like can't even imagine. Right. Um and so I do think as Christians we walk kind of this at least I've experienced in my adulthood. Um you do live in a broken world. Difficult things are happening. You're not a Scottish covenanter running away from persecution yet. Uh, okay. What you don't want to do is play that comparison game. That's not what we're encouraging. Right. Of saying like, oh, well, they did X, so I need to meet whatever. What I'm saying is we should be encouraged to reassess the complaint in our hearts like, do we, yes, you, you do have difficult things going on. You're not running from a king who's trying to kill you, but you do live in a sinful, broken world. You are struggling with real things that are really difficult. Are you facing them with the courage and the boldness of those brothers and sisters in Christ? Right. You have the same Holy Spirit. You should be producing the same fruit. And wallowing and complaining, they're not a fruit of the spirit. Right. They're wallowing is is a self deception. Um, it's basically well, so it's a verb. Mm-hmm. So that means it is acted out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It is a it is an action that people make. Mm-hmm that says um, that takes a lie and replaces it yep. as though it's, tr- it tries to like replace a, a truth as though it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, wallowing is the action you take to stay sitting in your trial. Yes. Um, and what, so what you're, uh, Okay, sorry. So what you're saying is um uh what what you're saying is that uh God is not in control or sovereign. He is not providing for me. I am going to despair. Mhm. Even though I'm going to despair as though those things are not true. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying when you wallow is a lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, we live in a, in a world where that's highly encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, because we live in a world that's full of sort of this weird, uh, I mean, most of what we believe nowadays is based off of a lot of psychological mm-hmm. observation mm-hmm. and belief. And and so now what we tell people to do is like, if you have pain, if you have feelings, if you have trials, if you have this, like you just take the, your time working through that. Um, and there's no healing for it. There's no, there's no healing. <laughs> no. That's um, you cannot be healed right in the world's dynamic. And so it's, it's sort of a weird band-aid mm-hmm. <laughs> that we um that so far we've put on our sin 
Um, it's sort of this like non like mm-hmm. it's like someone tried to like put obviously we can't see God, but it's like it's like, oh, I'll just put this over the light and we'll just pretend there's no light. Mm-hmm. And so for a while, like that works. Um, mm-hmm. And that's sort of what we're the product of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point is, is that if you don't hurry towards joy mm-hmm. or hurry towards what's true, mm-hmm. you are in, you are intentionally engaging in an act that um, is a lie and opposes uh, God's standard for obedience, um, but also opposes him as though you are God and you are the standard for when your trial ends, you are the standard for when justice in your trial occurs or when healing in your trial occurs. Um, And that being said, I've spent a lot of my time living in that weird (laughs) uh, non-reality Um, and I think that I stayed in it for so long because of, well, secrecy, I think is a big, Mm. uh, part of our besetting, you know, those sort of ingrained Mm -hmm. sins. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of, I think it's sort of natural to sort of just like milk our feelings, whether or not they're in alignment with what scripture says Mm -hmm. you can feel all the feelings that align with scripture (laughs) feel them (laughs) it's fine (laughs) um and and you know i guess that's just really a result of lack of discernment when it comes to emotions and Mm -hmm. uh, all the mental issues that our world has been trying to figure out in the dark after they tape (laughs) the black spot over the light (laughs) we're just like okay uh, how do we how do we do this how do we figure this out i can see just fine and so wallowing (laughs) is kind of a it's kind of a part of our world's process like it's a part of oh the the world will tell you you cannot properly heal from something if you haven't well wallowed about things you can never properly heal from so sometimes it's a lifelong Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. sentence mm-hmm. and i will call it a sentence mm-hmm. right <laughs> it's imposed by you if you're yeah. wallowing mm-hmm. um that is a behavior that you're engaging in yeah i mean it is a it's a verb it's something that you it literally means to roll about in the mud right like it literally well, means and, that it, and what it acknowledges like don't let's stop pretending it's like against our instincts or something right. wallowing <laughs> the word wallowing and the fact that we're so willing to do it, it just proves that you are willing to sit in the muck we you there is a part to. of us that loves yeah. the depression that loves the anxiety that loves the inability to right. um mm-hmm. move past mm. oh, we yes. we do love it and some people are like oh well that just doesn't make any sense people People don't want to sit in there. People don't want to sit in their badness. And it's like, yes, you do. You love it. Sin doesn't make sense. (laughs) With the proper nature. Yeah. You will love your sin. Yeah. Which is filth. (laughs) No, that's exactly. And that's the thing is that we, that is the flesh and people, we do love our sin. Sin doesn't make sense. It isn't a matter of like when Christians argue like, well, like that doesn't make sense. It's like, we can't psychologize our way into being sinless. Like wallowing is a sin. It's the sin of discontent. It's the sin of selfishness, of just like wanting to look at that gross, upsetting thing. Right. Um, and 
it, it, it is something that you have to actively choose not to do. And the good news is, is that I, I do think that as the Holy Spirit sanctifies you and yeah. works on your heart, that wallowing is a thing that naturally gets replaced with contentment and gratitude and joy. Um, and it's something that you don't want to continue engaging in. But if that's not a muscle that you've exercised, like if the only muscle that you've actively exercised is your wallowing one, that right. is going to be what's natural to you. Right. And I think it really is rolling around in manure. That's like why I use that word. I wouldn't normally. But it's because you like it. Right. You want like, to. That's why you have. That's right. That's what we need to really. Right. I think wallowing is such an appropriate word because it is so specific in its meaning. Yeah. You're doing that because you want to. Right. Which means. Yeah. Do you want to. Mm-hmm. Be disobedient. Right. Do you want to not trust God? Mm-hmm. Do you not want to believe that God provides? Right. Are you, are you actively saying, mm-hmm. I will not believe those things in order because I'm choosing mm-hmm. not to, mm-hmm. I am choosing not to believe what's true mm-hmm. so that I can believe a lie. Mm-hmm. That does not sound like any of the, Mm-mm. um, biblical descriptions Mm -hmm. of a Christian right now you, like you said, we're, we're all sanct, we're all being sanctified. Um, Mm -hmm. and some of us in our own time and some of us are taking longer in certain areas. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Some of us are taking longer in other areas. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, it's really not complicated. I understand that, that the source of your, of your lament may be complicated and it may not even be your fault, but wallowing is actually your response to lamenting right to the, it's your response to the trial. It's not Mm -hmm. the trial itself. Yeah. So we need to, that's, that is a fundamental difference of what we believe and what the world Mm -hmm. believes. I had a friend tell me, and this is because someone told her, but it was right. something to the extent of, um, you know, if you're standing on the side of the road, it's not your fault if you're standing there and a big old truck comes by and splashes mud all over you. But it would be your fault if you just stayed in those clothes all day. Like, you don't have to stay in your muddy clothes. And you don't have to act like it's your fault for standing there. Well, and What happens after the mud gets sprayed on you? is up to you right yes because that is actually that is this that's the deception currently is that well it's not it's not just you replacing uh a truth for a lie the deception is that like it's your yeah responsibility if the mud got sprayed on you you have to stay there forever right with the muddy clothes you can't replace it now you're stuck here um, that person in the truck was probably out to get you. They saw you there. They tried to splash you. Um, and now forever for the rest of your days, you have and to also wear muddy make clothes. Sure, and also my, my, that splash, that being splashed also caused me to be 15 minutes late to my work meeting. <laughs> right. And everything <laughs> else, whatever else I can sort of just pile in there. Yeah. 
Um, um, but and I also had someone ask me lately. They were sharing something difficult with me. Like this is what's going on, and it wasn't their fault. And they were yeah. like, "But how do I stop thinking about it all mm-hmm. the time?" And I was like, "Well, you you have to stop. Yeah, this cannot be your every waking mm-hmm. thought, right?" And what you need to do instead of wallowing is you need to replace those wallowing thoughts with real contentment and gratefulness and joy in Christ. And whenever you start slinking back into the mud, Mm -hmm. you need to turn around and walk out of it. And you need to think on things that are lovely and you need to, and maybe, maybe take a moment, maybe take a moment, maybe take a beat to pray for the situation, tell God how you're feeling, and then turn around and walk mm-hmm. away. But this is going to be a disciplined decision, and you might have to do it once every 10 minutes, depending on right. the situation. Where you're at and what happened and all that. But if that's what you have to do to not be in sin, if that's what you have to do to not be wallowing, if that's what you have to do to be obedient and to be uh, patient in tribulation and right. joyful then that's what you need to do. And it's in that way, it's very simple. Right. Now, like I said, if this is not a new uh, discipline, if this is a new discipline for you, this is going to be difficult. But at the, the end hard of the day, part is the repetition of the act. Yeah. We've said that before recently, mm-hmm. like the concept of saying, no, that's a lie. The here's what's true. Brain, like, let me feed you some truth. Let me renew your mind. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's the hard part is doing it over and over and over again. Right. Until you're stronger. But that's the faithful part. Right. That's, <laughs> that's the, the faithful that part. That is actually the point of obedience. Right. You, there is, there, we, we are led to believe absolutely nowhere. Right. That God has a series of tests for us. And when right. we pass one, it gets checked off. And that's, that's not how the salvation of Christ works at all, actually. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's a, I, it's sort of a rite of passage now mm. in our world. Mm hmm. Like, have you really discovered yourself if you haven't wallowed about what your parents have done and right. about, you know, what's happened to you? And right. well, and let's just face it. We wallow We're we keep using trials, big, obvious trials as examples, but. Mm-hmm. We wallow. How we're often willing do to we wallow just wallow over, over anything? Yeah, anything. waking up and instantly just upset about how you have no time left. You're like, I practically <laughs> already planned my whole day out. I already know what I'm doing. I'm like, it, I I personally have completely moved past September because it's so booked (laughs) that I have been like writing the wrong dates on things (laughs) and it's not even September yet. And I've already erased it. Perfect. I've already erased it from the calendar (laughs) or I filled it up. So September is taken care of. It's good. We push it in. Right. Um, Right. But yeah. Uh, I'm totally forgetting where I was going with Just, that. It's that we are, we, we have been trained, I think in cutesy little ways to maybe not really think about what wallowing is. So right. like, you know, 
Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I was just going to say like in your day today, it's very easy. I, I mentioned that example specifically because it is, it is really easy when you have a lot of work to do to wake up and just be like, Oh my gosh, I have so much work to do. Right. <laughs> Are you spending your entire day thinking about how much you have to get done are you like are you doing things joyfully um you may even find yourself sort of in an in-between phase where you're kind of just like doing things and you're like (laughs) i love this i know i will love it one day oh yeah (laughs) and you know if that's what you gotta do i still say be obedient if you don't feel like it but right yes um what was it i always (laughs) we always need to remember uh your daughter's wise words. oh yeah she was telling georgia um if you don't like it what you do is you just put it in your mouth chew it and swallow <laughs> <laughs> like that was her advice like if you don't like the food you just eat it like right the, like- but not as not in what the the point is is that Janie's not telling georgia like there's no lie. It's not you're the point of this, the point of not wallowing is not that you continue to lie to yourself and you just tell yourself like I'm not sad. You're not allowed to be sad. Everything's fine. I'm not sad. I'm good. Janie was not saying eat it and it will be delicious. It'll just be delicious. That's how it is. What she was saying is you may not like it. You just do it but anyway. But you do it out of obedience. <laughs> Right. You just do it anyway. That was her hot tip. Was like, yes. Do it anyway. Yeah. Be obedient like, when you don't want to be. And it's the same thing with wallowing. And I just think kind of my last thought is that we kind of, I think, might be accidentally encouraging each other to wallow if we're not mindful. Like... I think it's kind of, like, cute and funny to be like, oh, remember when? And then you, like, list something horrible that happened. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, let's all sit and recall. And actually, that's a trend on TikTok right now. It's like, remember when? Oh. Or it's like, oh, I think blah, blah, blah. And somebody goes, well, who told you that? Right. And then the person gets all sad. And then it's they, some like they, problematic like, thing. They bring up their childhood trauma. And it, that's like a whole trend of just like, remember your childhood trauma. Why can't you just look <laughs> at what, if, if what someone did to you was wrong and was a lie why can't we just with confidence look at those things and be like oh when my mom told me i was fat she was being uncaring and mean and i don't need to be like i don't need to hold that against her for the rest of eternity right because i've never said i've never said anything stupid or insensitive right (laughs) yes and i'm not responsible no i'm not responsible um you need to make it into a big, huge deal. You need to never let go of it. Right. You need to never forgive. You need everyone around you to know that you're sensitive to X, Y, and Z because of trauma. Yeah. And make everyone walk on eggshells around you because someone was mean to you when you were 10. Right. And it's like, this is not how Christians live. Right. That is not how you're called to live. And you're right. Like, this whole thing where you, like, discover... Like, you suddenly remember how horrible your parents were to you 20 years later. Yeah. It's just like, what kind of joy and peace and reconciliation and are you walking in? most of people that are promoting that kind of thinking don't have kids. Right. No kidding. No kidding. But just imagine, like... The- so it's, to- it's just, it's ignorance. It's totally based off of feeling. Mm. Um, it's not, it's not actually based in anything. 
It's not based no. in anything. Um, we have the Bible. Remember, every grievance that's ever been done to you and never, right. ever let it go is the culture that you're living in, which is why it's important that we we make sure that we're not influenced by that. And the right. thing is, is like you will be influenced by the culture and the people around you and your sin and your sin, because it. this is all just appeals to the flesh. And so it's something if that I we just have lived to in be. a better time summer <laughs> that I would never say to spend the next decade thinking about that. <laughs> I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> One time someone hurt my feelings the podcast Um, but it's really like honestly and i'm not trying to be mean or anything but honestly there are probably people listening to this right now that are reading the like even though we've said so much more than we've needed to say (laughs) um well at least me anyway um (laughs) and they just won't be able to not hear us say just get over it right but what we're saying is that there is an appropriate way to grieve mm-hmm. and holding on to it until holding on to it um, dishonestly, mm-hmm. holding on to it disobediently. Mm-hmm. That is not how you grieve. Right. I am being loving and compassionate. The like one of the ways that you do that is that you don't live full of resentment, that you do let love cover sins. We believe that vengeance is the Lord's and he will repay. So if you're feeling like, well, somebody did wrong to me and it's never been fully dealt with, you know, utilize wisdom, ask for people around you, ask your elders, like, is this something where I really do need to just get over myself and move on? Is this something where I need to seek out this person and initiate kind of like a Matthew 18, like apply wisdom, ask for godly counsel and make those decisions, but definitely whatever it is, do not wallow. Mm-mm. That is not a virtue. It is not an option. And it's not a way for Christians to live. And sometimes if you really want to heal from something, sometimes one of the worst things you can do is insist on relitigating it months, years, decades later. Yes. Now that might yeah. not always be the case. I'm not saying that 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 is never appropriate but just consider that maybe it would be the worst thing to do if if you want to walk in reconciliation and restoration right maybe it is just a thought anyway now that we've said more than we need to (laughs) you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475 i need to look at the calendar really quick Okay, so if I am reading the calendar correctly, let's see. That'll be contentment. That'll be next week. We are starting our next round of book club. Oh, so it's here already. See what I mean? (laughs) It's here already. September's over. I know. September is basically over. But I say that joyfully. On September 22nd, we are starting our next round of book club. We are reading Toby Sumter's No Mere Mortals Mm -hmm. and grab your copy and join us. It's going to be super fun. That's happening at patreon.com slash sheologians. Do you have anything else we need to tell them? No. Okay. Not until next week. Not until next week. Well, in that case, have a great week. See ya. Bye. To the Lord.